What is up, everybody? This is Keith Jameson. I go by Gator Guy 231 across the DFS industry, and the EPL is back. Well, it's been back for one week, but the EPL is officially back on the Mayo Media Network and Daily Fantasy Picks and Bets the Mix. Make sure you like, subscribe, comment, anything you can give us positive feedback. We would love to hear it. Tell us what you love about the show. Um, I am so grateful to Pat and the entire team for having me back this season. Um, and it's going to be a great season. So last year for, you know, those that are returning, you know, it was tough at times. We had a lot of staggered slates because of, you know, the, the restart and all that stuff. Um, but now we have games all at once. You know, we have main slates on DraftKings, which is what I'm going to be covering on this every Wednesday night. But we get lineups all at once. So last week was five games. was great. Hope you all did well. This week we got four games. We have a slate dominated by Manchester City. And unlike last season, where we'd have slates dominated by Manchester City and they would be the middle game or the final game and you'd be like, all right, who am I going to play or what's going to happen with the Man City roulette wheel? Like, who's going to be in? Who's going to be out? I've got to save room here. I've got to save a forward spot, a midfield spot. I've got to save a utility, all that stuff. No, that's gone. We get all the people all at once. It's going to make things a lot easier, a lot easier to decipher. And I hope a lot more profitable for all of us that are grinding the DFS streets. That means you, if you are watching this video, that means you care about your DFS game. You're out seeking information. And I'm so glad you have found us. And I hope that I'm able to help. Also, would love to just quickly plug me and my site, FSI DFS. Make sure you check us out on YouTube as well. Um, you'll see a longer preview from me. Um, and follow me at KaterGuy231 if you are interested in some random takes, things like that. All right, enough of the sales, enough of the plugs, all that good stuff. Let's just get right into the football. So we're going to start out first off with odds. And the odds on this slate are so, so important because Manchester City is a minus 926 total. If we go by the American odds, 3.5 goal total, almost all city. In relation to the second biggest favorite, which is Villa over Newcastle, minus 116, Manchester City is nine times the favorite of Villa. So yes, we need a lot of city. We need to allocate our salary properly towards city and then for GPPs, and I'll get on that a little bit. We potentially need to leverage off the high-owned city place pieces, especially if they maybe are more goal dependent and go other places if we really want to spike those GPPs. So we've got Manchester City minus, minus 926, Villa minus 116 versus Newcastle who looked awful. And I'll just say this, Man City is playing Norwich who opened their season. They're their only promoted team to lose at home the first week. They looked really, really not good for Liverpool, in my opinion. Um, and now they get to go to City, who's coming off of a big loss versus Tottenham. I think that it could be Carnage. Um, Villa minus 116 versus Newcastle, who looked terrible week one. So Villa could be an interesting spot to leverage off of. Leeds was also terrible week one, but I really like them coming back here, hosting Everton at home. They are a slight favorite, plus 140, 2.75. Everton looked like they could leak out some goals last week. Uh, Benitez is going to get them get them sorted out, but maybe we have some opportunities the first few weeks. And finally, the snoozer of the of the week. But there might be a play there that we want to we want to look at. Crystal Palace plus 174 at home to Brentford, 2.25 total. All right. Let's get into the picks. And we are starting out with arguably the EPL's best player, top five midfielder in the world, Kevin De Bruyne at 10,500. He did not start last game. He only played 10 minutes. There's a very, very solid shot that he may not start this game either. And thank God that we know if he'll start or not, because 10,500 is a lot to allocate and you have to do a lot of switching, but we will know right away. 
And if he's in, he is lock and load. Just, you know, if, if you're brand new to EPL, I think last week gives you a, a really good summation of Kevin De Bruyne. 5.3 DK in 10 minutes with no goals or assists. He's the definition of floor play. Um, you know, should be over a majority of set pieces. He would probably split with Riyad Mahrez, but he would take over Jack Grealish. At 10,500, you plug and play. Um, I don't play Manchester City slates without Kevin De Bruyne, at least in a cash sense. And let me just pause one more thing. I should say this, especially if you're new. I'm going to be approaching everything more often. Like my top plays are going to be, if no goals happen, you know, and in City's case, you're going to need to try to get some, but we want to look for the best floor. So if games end zero to zero, how can I accumulate the most points without having to rely on that goal or assist? And how can I stay away from a guy that if he scores a goal, he's going to get this 12 points. That's great. But if he doesn't score a goal, he's going to hit zero. So I'm going to be relying a lot on set pieces, which are like corner kicks, um, dead ball opportunities, and guys that do a lot off the ball, not just are relying on the scoring. All right. And that is the definition of Kevin De Bruyne. Jack Realist, Jackie Cavs, uh, Manchester City's newest $100 million man, 9,200. Um, he should start. It'll be interesting to see where he starts. He took some set pieces last week versus Tottenham, um, but, you know, he's an elite creator. Uh, I think if Kevin De Bruyne is in, I think there's a really good shot that you don't use Jack Grealish um, in like an optimal build because he's midfield. We're going to need to fill those forward spots. I'm um, at 9,200. I think he could lose some set piece role. That's it. I think he's still a lock for double digits. And in a Manchester City sack, it would be really difficult to not get him involved at all. He's just too good. You know, he's going to draw too many fouls. He is a lock and load, like back in Villa days, lock and load for double digits right when he walked on the pitch because just the amount of fouls he's going to draw. I think he's still a lock and load, just at 9,200. Interesting build, but I still think he's very much a top play. Riyad Mahrez is my first forward in at 8,800. He's like these split set pieces. He'll do the in-swing corners off the left. Kevin De Bruyne would do the in-swing corners off the right. If Kevin De Bruyne isn't in, I should have said this on Jack Grealish. Jack Grealish is a lock because he would be on corners. So, you know, no De Bruyne, Jack Grealish, and Riyad Mahrez are your, your first two in your lineup. If De Bruyne's in, it's Kevin De Bruyne and Riyad Mahrez in your lineup. But Mahrez also just great at taking guys on, um, was fantastic to end the season last year for City. And I think that uh, he's going to keep, he's going to pick up where he left off. And it's a great, great play for cash at 8,800. Rafinha is one of my leads guys I like. I'm going to bring up two leads guys here. Rafinha is one. Back on some set pieces, Rafinha is, was one of the best floor players. Player, wow, I cannot talk. The best floor players on, in the EPL last season and often was getting up to 10,000. I think Everton looked a little leaky, um, a little bit of dispossession. And I just love Leeds coming off getting absolutely torched versus City last week, going home in front of the home crowd who's going to be absolutely, it's going to be bananas. And I think that Rafinha at 8,600 is going to be the guy that, you know, the Leeds fans are rooting for. He's going to take guys on. He possibly is going to be um, taking on Lucas Dean, who's much better at attacking than he is at defending. And at 8,600, I think he makes a really, really good forward spot it, or forward filler if you don't want to fill that spot with City. Emiliano Buendia is Aston Villa's big signing that they used the Jack Grealish money from. He is going to be over some set pieces. Wendia was an absolute Goliath in the championship and last time in the EPL with Norwich. Um, if you watched my preview on FSI, I was a little bit down on him just because I thought Aston Villa was so many new place people in going to Watford, who was a, a good defensive team, just getting promoted, was potentially a trap spot. 
he struggled, but I think this is a great time to get back on at home. Villa fans are going to be ruckus. Um, you have full, more extra time on the pitch and practice. And it's just a really good matchup versus Newcastle. I mentioned Newcastle looked an absolute shambles versus West Ham at home last week. So I really like uh, going to some Villa pieces. Uh, I don't have him on here, but I think a, a really good stack would be Buendia and Danny Ings, the other new signing. Um, you know, maybe you could get a goal and assist there and be off and running. You might get those guys low owned too with all of the city exposure that's coming. Speaking of city exposure, Raheem Sterling, if starting is probably too cheap at 7,600, um, especially if he's coming off the left, I always like Raheem Sterling out wide versus in the center. But again, any city pieces that we can get, you know, on the cheap, I think, especially on the attacking end, um, you know, we want to take advantage of out wide Raheem Sterling is going to be able to take more guys on, create more chances versus when he gets central. So, you know, I would be playing Raheem Sterling over like a Gabriel Jesus or Ferran Torres who are in the center of the pitch, um, you know, that are going to be more goal reliant. But then in GPP where we're looking for upside, you know, maybe looking more at Gabriel Jesus and Ferran Torres. I think it is worth noting that two of Liverpool's goals in open play versus Norwich came from the center forward position. Um, we had Diogo Jota uh, broke through, and then it was Roberto Firmino. Both were playing in the number nine position. So that is a little bit tidbit for you if you are more on like a Jesus or a Ferran Torres. I'll just note on Ferran Torres, super talented player. He has looked awful um, as the number nine in the first two games versus Leicester in the Community Shield and then versus Tottenham. You know, maybe he's overdue, but uh, maybe Pep needs to actually get Gabriel Jesus, who's a little bit more of a natural number nine in there for this game. Lucas Dean has always been a DFS darling at 6,100. Um, he's have over half the sets. He split with Andrews Townsend last week. Um, Leeds plays a very, very open brand of football. And, you know, I think I like Leeds here. So if you like Leeds, let's say they go up one nothing. Lucas Dean will be bombing forward like we saw in the second half last week. Um, you know, he's very, very close to a lock for close to double digit crosses a game, um, you know, over free kicks, crosses a ball a ton in open play and has some set pieces. So love Lucas Dean at 6,100. Patrick Bamford is probably my GPP special of the week. Um, was one of the top goal scorers in the entire league last year. Um, I mentioned now at nauseum that I really like Leeds going home. I don't think they're going to be owned at all as a plus 140 favorite with Villa, with City um, above them. So Patrick Bamford at sub 6,000. He's goal or bust, but um, if you get a goal at 6,000, you could really be up and running. Ben Mindy is a guy that we have really for about a year and a half been longing to see the old Ben Mindy. Ben Mindy back in Monaco days, that's like three, four years ago, he would have like 15, 17 cross games. And then Pep has kind of deployed him a lot differently the last few years. Um, if you read some of the city papers, supposedly he made a breakthrough this, this, uh, this summer. Um, you know, he was actually instruct giving Jack Grealish some instructions before the game. I think Ben Mindy feels a lot better at his spot now in city. And look, this is a chance to get an attacking left back from Manchester City at 5,200. He had nine crosses last week. Really good shot. You know, City's tough because if City scores three to four goals, their fullbacks aren't going to push forward and cross. You know, they, they're going to be playing more like just like closing in the pressure. They're not out in the wing meaning to cross. But if City do struggle to score, these fullbacks potentially could toss in 14, 15 crosses. And even if they're not testing 14, 15 crosses, you still just one pass away from an assist. If we're expecting City to score three plus goals, it's a really good shot that Benjamin Mindy could be on the end of one. 
um, on the assist side of things. And you get clean sheet bonus equity. So 5,200 for Benjamin and Mindy. Yes, I am in. And finally, I gave you so many expensive players. I got to give you one cheapo. Keep an eye on Hiro Reedwald from Crystal Palace. He is stone minimum price for midfielders. He took both corner kicks for Crystal Palace last week. His logs will not look impressive, but if we don't see um, Milvoy, I cannot say it. Milo, so Milo Josevich, make comments if you want, if you want to hear me pronounce more terrible names <laughs> going forward. But if you don't see Luca, I should have just called him Luca. But if you don't see Luca in, there's recent law of recent evidence says Hyro Reedwall should likely be overset pieces at 3,000. And look, it's stone minimum. Crystal Palace is at home. So there's a little bit of a home field bump and it's 3,000, lets you fit a ton of city. And maybe that will make the difference um, in you cashing or, or even looking for upside in GBP. All right, that'll do it. Thank you all so much for watching and to dealing with my pronunciation. Look, early in the season, early in the game, I'll get those pronunciations down by the end of the season. Thank you all once again for supporting. Once again, this is Keith Jamison, aka Gator Guy 231 across the defense industry. Good luck on Saturday and see you.